Hi, I'm Keith, and this is an empty seat. Welcome to And Some, a Star Wars podcast. So I guess it's father and son. Wait a minute, you were going to start to show without me? All right, I'm a little late. Okay. So it's father and son now. We're back. Okay. <laughs> All right, so hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Father and Son, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we are reviewing. <laughs> we are reviewing <laughs> chapter two of the book of Boba Fett called The Tribes of Tatooine. All right. So you ready to start? Yep. We're going to pick up where we left off. So we know at the end of chapter one, uh, there are these assassins that were going after Fennec Shan and Boba Fett. Uh, Fennec was able to capture one and she's bringing one back to what's once, once known as Jabba's palace is now Boba's palace. And they want some answers. They want to know who sent you, who do you work for? We find out that he's uh, a member of the Order of the Night Wind and they want to know, okay, who do you work for? So they just trick him. And there's this scene where he falls into the rancor pit, right? So they trick him into standing on the place where the thing opens and then he falls in. And and then just the door slowly opens. Is and then rancor? he's like, this is the man sent me. The man sent me. Let me out. And then it's like, it's empty, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't sure if there was going to be a rancor or not, because, you know, of course, this is reminiscent of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, this is afterwards. Yeah, exactly. The rancor, you know, that Luke handled. We thought maybe there might have been more than one rancor, but that was not the case. That was just a joke on uh, uh, Boba and Fennec Shan's part. So that was pretty funny. But what I find interesting is that this assassin gave up the name of who he's working for very quickly. Apparently, it's the mayor of <clears throat> Mos Espa. Which I don't know if I believe him. I yeah. think he might have just given a name just so he can get out of that that uh, that that rancor pit. I don't really like think, the mayor says. Yeah, he quote has no motive. He serves at Boba's pleasure. Unquote. Right. And okay, so what they do is they take the the assassin and they march him over to Mos Espa into the the palace where the the mayor lives. And they go to see the mayor. You yeah, know, they, but they, they keep shaming him about the litter thing. It's like, oh, I didn't see you litter over. Right. We see the Majordomo again, right? Yeah. And, you Whatever know, his name is. They're asking it's about not this, Yeah. They're asking about this litter that Boba does not use uh, or have. <laughs> right. Or the, it does not have, apparently. And uh, what I found what was interesting is how easy they were to get past security. You know, if you think, if you call that guy security, the one who's, Checking to see yeah, whether the clerk is like, if their name is on the fed. list, you know, they have an appointment to, to visit the mayor, which they uh, did not. Do you have an appointment? Yeah. So they, and they just walk right past the, the you know the, the front desk and push a button and go right into the seat of mayor. Yeah. Now, for security purposes, I think they need to upgrade. You know, that's, yeah, that's very. Just just call the health and security service. Yeah. Yeah. They, they need to protect the mayor a little bit better. So they come in <laughs> and they meet the mayor, who is an authorian, <clears throat> and yeah. he you know, interprets his own language 
And it's a translator thing. Right. He has a translator. Most authorities have it. Yes. And so they bring in this prisoner and say, well, this guy works for you. And the mayor says, I have no idea who this person is. And he has two of his guards take this guy out and says, well, you know, we're not the ones who are looking after you. You know, it may be somebody else, which, again, is why I'm thinking that assassin was working for somebody else. Yeah, because don't you think the mayor would have just told his guards to go get Boba Fett as soon as he stepped through the door? Mm -hmm. Right, right. So anyway, um, one thing I, I can tell about this, the mayor, is that he doesn't respect Boba as the head of the hut throne, right? And he still refers to him. Who come over. Exactly. He st still refers to Boba as a bounty hunter. Um, he even mentions to, to Boba that, you know, running a family is <clears throat> much more difficult than being a bounty hunter. So he totally does not um, look at Boba as a, a threat or a real crime boss. But anyway, so he's telling Bo Boba, you know, in so many words to just watch your step. There's somebody else looking after you. And um, he explains that they should go back to Garza Whip's place, sanctuary. House, sanctuary, Garza's sanctuary, and have a talk with him. <clears throat> so that's what happens. So he goes from the mayor's place to the sanctuary, meets up with Garza again. Yeah, which is what we saw the first episode, the Lucy Mosaspa. Yes. The Isley, Isley, most Isley. Yes, right. I, the cantina is a little, you know, elaborate than the one in Moss Isley, but. So they go back to her establishment and she's surprised to see him again. And, <clears throat> yeah. you know, he's trying to figure out, well, what is going on? And she just looks very nervous. And she says to him, well, don't you, didn't you hear? And Boba's like, well, heard what? And then all of a sudden you hear these drums. Boom, right. boom, boom. And there was music playing when he walked in. And as soon as the drums were being played, everything <laughs> The music stopped. Yeah, people just stopped. Everybody in, in, in the sanctuary stopped. Boba went, Boba and Fennec go outside to see what's going on. And we see what a litter looks like. Yeah, because, um, I mean, it just seems like every time they exit Garza Sanctuary, something bad happens. First, it was assassins. Now it's the huts. The huts. We see twins. Look like they're conjoined twins, but... These are twins, brother and sister, we have never seen before, but apparently there are still huts out there. Now, I recall when we had, uh, we were interviewing Chris Ryans um, in regards to the War of the Bounty Hunters, that comic book series. Like Once again, if you have not watched or heard the episode, please uh, look for that. But we talked about that there could have been a possibility of the huts returning, right? Yeah, specifically Rod of the Hut. Right, we know. But apparently not. Yay. Well, <clears throat> but he may still show up. There's like maybe five, four episodes. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, Rada's still out there, apparently. Um, but there are also other huts that are still out there. And the huts want their empire back. It yeah, they belongs want the to them. They're the heirs of the empire. And Boba says, well, in order for you to do that, you're going to have to wipe me out. They make us take a step back and say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, it's like bad for business. Mm -hmm. Let's Let's put this aside for now. And let's talk later. Right. And then we get an appearance of somebody else, some yeah. other character. It's his name is Black Chrysanthemum. Mm -hmm. He's from the comics and him and Boba Fett know each other. Apparently, Black, Chrys uh, Black Chrysanthemum is um, 
uh, a car is a character from the comic books. He appeared in Darth Vader number one from back in 2015. They're actually bounty hunters. So Boba and Chrysanthemum know each other, right? And they both work for Vader um, on two different missions, but they know each other. And, you know, you could tell that, you know, when Boba saw uh, Chrysanthemum appear, Boba gave him a look and says, well, you know, this gladiator is not going to scare me. So they, he knows exactly who he is. Maybe we'll see them again in future episodes. But that was very interesting that we saw another comic book character come to life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that was pretty much what was, that was happening. That was just it. That, they the cut it after that. Right. There was nothing else happening in the present. Right. And then we go back to Boba in the back to tank and he's having flashbacks back to when he is still with the Tuscan Raiders. Yep. So I'll take it from here. The Marauders uh, that we remember from um, from the first episode, they're back, and apparently it's Pike Syndicate. So the Tus- some of the Tuscan lives are just wiped, wiped out, out but- right? Yeah. And a Bantha for some reason. Yeah. Well, so <clears throat> we talk about this train, right? So um, Boba is training with yeah, the that, uh... Tuscan warrior. We don't have the name of this warrior. We're going to have to find out because she was actually, you know, she was wonderful in this episode. So yeah, we'll especially find... because she seemed like, like the only Tuscan warrior who knew what she was doing. Right. We're not going to have to find out what her name is. We have to call her something other than Tuscan warrior. But uh, so she's training him on how to use the gaffy stick. And then there's this commotion. And all of a sudden, from a distance, we see something moving. And it just happens to be a train. Yes, in the desert. Yeah. With no tracks. No tracks. I mean, pretty cool. when you take a train in the desert, you think Westerns. But no, this is high tech. So <clears throat> Boba Fett decides that he has his own plan to stop the train. So he goes into like cantina i guess yeah can i can i go back though yeah uh, you know just talk about the train and what happens on the train right we saw these pikes pike syndicate which is another uh set of characters from the clone wars that are also shown in the comic books yeah um they were also in solo i believe and yeah, like a castle they just started firing at the tuscan raiders for no particular reason yeah just yeah. indiscriminate firing right but we'll see their little excuse at the end right exactly um, and then um, that same that same night when you were saying that some of their Tuscan members of the tribe lost their lives and they were honoring the dead, that Boba saw from a distance these speeder bikes going past, right? Yep. And he recalled that these speeder bikes were the same speeder bikes he saw in chapter one, right? Yep. Those marauders. So he goes, well, he tells the chief, I'll be back. You know, I have Why an idea. Right. right. Um, I'll take a gaffy stick and my uh, uh, weapon with me, blaster, blaster, and I'll be back in the morning. Yeah, so what he does is he goes into this cantina and just this this part is just really Western to me. He he just takes out all the Clutchwinian raiders inside and then he just and then he just has milk or whatever, like blue milk or something, and then steals the speeder bikes and leaves. Yeah. Yeah, so he takes about, I don't know, four or five speeder bikes with yeah, him. Yeah, he takes five, like all of them. Yes. And brings them with them. And and brings them back to the... Uh, to the Tuscan Raiders. To the Tuscan Raiders, to their, their hut, and says to them, this is how we're going to defeat uh, 
that train. We're, this is how we're going to stop that train. And so it begins the second part of the raid. Exactly. So and it's just an awesome sequence, but it's it's very funny. Yes. So it's Boba Fett trying to teach these Tuskets how to ride the trains. And he's like, this makes it go. This makes it stop. Like a bad thug. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like a bad thug. And they still can't <laughs> control they- it because the first Tuscan to go on is like, <laughs> And then goes backwards. They go backwards, right? So they're, they're not quite Bad up stuff. to the technology. <laughs> that was pretty, that's pretty good. That that was hilarious. Um, you know, so they're not very up on the technology, the Raiders. So then there's this montage of uh, Boba showing the the Raiders how to jump on and off. Uh, a speeder bike and they just fall like dominoes yeah they can't even stay on it for two seconds exactly how to ride you know forward backwards uh it it was it was wonderful to see i mean we know what they were preparing for yep and you know they were working at it and they finally got it right and then came the moment when that train returned right yeah and we see that tuscan warrior again just taking out bikes Mm mm-hmm but there's this droid who is controlling the ship. And what he does is sets the engine on like high. Mm-hmm. And it high speed, blows. Yeah. So Boba Fett has to try and stop it to keep it from uh, exploding. Right. It's like a runaway train. Yeah. So they have to get onto the train, yeah. disable the thing, and then get out. But luckily, they do stop the train. And one thing about the train, it does look like that uh, Convoy X from Solo. Yes, it does. That drives. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the, the heist in the Solo film. And you're right. It does feel like a Western. Like, how many times have you? Well, I don't know how many Westerns you've seen. But, you know, of the Westerns yeah. I've seen where there's a train, there's always somebody either on the train trying, trying to get on the train, right? Trying to jump on the train, trying to run on top of the train, jumping from car to car. It is a spectacular sequence. You know, we don't do it justice talking about it. It's something that you really have to see, but it was fantastic. It was a good mix of action and humor, you know, not too yeah. much humor, but, but it, they had it, to make it funny at some yeah. part because this is part where the Tuscan warriors pulls the pipe down and then she pops her head out. Yeah, that's right. And through the hatch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was wonderful. That Tuscan warrior, I mean. She she went for it, you know. She ran her bike into uh, in between the cars, jumped on the roof, uh, or jumped inside the car, and just started wiping out <laughs> these pikes. You know, they were going out the window, out the door, wherever through the roof. You know, she, she was just you know like blowing right past them. And you know, Boba finally gets to the conductor, right? Who's the yeah. droid, right? And the droid just launches himself out of the window, and then it's just unscathed, like. You know, I'm actually hungry right now. And it crawls, it crawls away. Thanks. <laughs> I I was not expecting that, but that was actually that was one of the funniest moments yeah. there. But so, Boba Fett manages to stop the train. He stops of course, the train, right? And he goes back to the chief, who gives him a gift, mm-hmm. a lizard. And Ooh. then Boba Fett's like, "Before I'll we get let there, it guide me." Yeah, before we get to the lizard, we're gonna have that you know that conversation that Boba had with the Pikes. You know how he captured them. And he said to the Pikes, well, what are you carrying? You know, are you spice runners and this leader? 
you know, claims that he has no idea what spice is. What do you mean by spice? And then this big box of spice just falls out. Yeah, he's like, that is Santa Spice. Right. And then, you know, Boba actually lays down the law and tells him that these people are indigenous people and this is their land. And the next time you come through here, you make sure you pay a toll. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, we will give you a black melon each and Mm -hmm. you'll travel under the protection of the Tuscans. And then you better pay them when you come back. That's right. And then now you start walking, you know. Yeah, just just (laughs) buy. Right. Start walking. And then by by sundown, you'll get to Anchorhead and then you'll find your way off off world. But he really, you know, put them in their place. And the Pikes, I don't know. I'm sure they're not happy with that. They're coming back. They may come back. Okay lizard yes weird lizard weird lizard ahead because for some reason the the chief just flicks spice or something at both and mm-hmm. the lizard crawls up his nose yeah yeah like the, like the and brain worms but let, let's just get past this part and say that there's this weird part where he finds a tree yeah and i did not know trees grow in tattooing but he finds a tree breaks off a branch and it really just reminds me of that part from Black Panther with, yes. uh, with T'Challa yes, on the, the ancest- ancestral plane. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 They look exactly similar if you put them side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, when Boba, of course, when he's in this trance, you know, it's like he's hallucinating. Um, it's like an out-of-body experience. But like you know, when, like when Doctor Strange knocks Spider Man on Spider Man, right? Almost like that. That's a good point. And and to me, it's Boba is it's kind of like a rite of passage that he's going through with with the Tuscan Raiders, you know, because they have a culture, they have a tribe where um, if they feel that you know they want you to be a part of them, there's this ritual that they follow. Yes, this is what they go through. So right. they dress Boba in black robes yeah. again. Okay. But even before we get there, but even before we get there, I keep jumping ahead. No, that's all right. That's fine. But I, I want to talk about this a little bit because to me, um, well, we know the ultimate goal of this was to get a branch of the tree, right? That can be used to create his own gaffy stick. But before he got there, he was going through some type of spiritual awakening, right? Or, you know, he was um, having a some type, some type of transformation where what they're saying to him is, okay, this is who Boba Fett was before you met us, but now you're this new Boba Fett, this new person, right? Who has, you know, who have come of age. So whoever he was when he was Boba Fett before you met them, he's not that same Boba Fett person now. Yeah. Right. So I think that's what I get out of what this was, this spiritual awakening, this transformation that he was going through. Right. Mm -hmm. So eventually he breaks off a branch and the next morning he comes back and he takes it back to one of the leaders who takes him to a shop. Um, and the shop person is actually helping him convert this branch into a gaffy stick. Yep. They dress him in black robes yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they do a little tribal dance at the end to initiate him. Yes. And the black robe is the same black robe that we saw him in when we saw him in Mandalorian. Yeah. 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 Season two episode. So it was actually a great set up to why you know we asked the question when we saw boba at the end of episode one i think season two wearing this role with the gaffy stick well what's going on now we know how he got to that point it it does make sense because it's like why is he using tuscan raider technology yes 
Yeah. Yeah. And right. You know, they made this beautiful robe for him with a hood and he came out and he was looking proud. Like he felt like he was now officially one of them, you know, and then you talked about that tribal dance that happened at the end. It was just wonderful. Wonderfully yeah. choreographed. Wonderfully choreographed. Um, and it, it really, you really felt that he was now a part of something, right? Yeah. Right. And then we uh, ended the episode. The episode was over. And then we ended the episode. Yeah. So that was it. So I, to me, the chapter with the, the Tuscan Raiders, to me, seems to be now closed because we have a beginning, middle, and end. And I think having that dance is a perfect ending to who we, who Boba Fett is now. Yeah, because the flashbacks consumed most of the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I hope we just get to see more of the main storyline in the next four. That's what I would like to see. You know, And I don't know if that's going to be the case because it is about chapters of his life. Um, so we may see another chapter that may have nothing to do with the Tusker Raiders. But as far as the Tusker Raiders, I think this chapter is closed. We may not see them again, but yeah. who knows? Uh, can we talk about speculation? Yes. Some things that we're, you know, we don't know. So we're just going to throw some theories out there, right? Yeah, for one thing, maybe we could see Dr. Afford or Triple Zero, because if you think about it, Black Chrysanthemum did work with Dr. Afford for a time, and Boba Fett's like, yeah, we need a protocol droid. Very good point. Right. For one, yes, remember that. And that could have been a setup last week when 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 Boba did mention that, um, you know, he needed a protocol droid to translate uh, some of the guests that come into to the, to the palace. What better protocol droid to have than one who is also an assassin, you know, <laughs> working for a, a, a crime boss? You know, so may we see triple zero? He no. may be even creepier than 88. Right. I mean, there's many other droids, you know, protocol droids out there, but we know this one in particular who might be a good fit for the job. And then there was um, in in one of the uh, trailers for the Book of Boba Fett, we saw this woman riding this cool retro bike through Tatooine. And we still don't know who she is, but could that be Dr. Afra? I don't know, though. We don't know. We won't know until we see the episode. Exactly. So who knows? Dr. Afra might show up because like you said, she does have a relationship with the Chrysanthemum. Um, she may be right around the corner. Who knows? But again, I still believe that Crimson Dawn is still a part of this story and we will see them eventually. Um, yeah, it's, I'm still leaning towards that. It, it feels like it's, it's getting there. You know, maybe we'll see them in the last episode or maybe we'll see a post credit scene but i think crimson dawn is going to appear somehow yeah yeah of course it will and that is our review anything else of chapter two nope yeah okay all right where can people find us apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher radio public amazon music audible Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. And thank you. If you are a subscriber, continue to subscribe. Spread the word. Um, our subscriber numbers are going up slowly, but they're still going up. So if you can just let people know about our podcast, have them subscribe, that would be awesome. Uh, please make sure to like our uh, episodes on, on, on YouTube. And, and please leave us a review. Absolutely. Like, on Apple Podcasts please leave us a review. It really helps out a lot. And it's free. Yes. Reviews are very, very important for us. And then we have a website. Yeah. 
a website, bottomsandgalaxy.com. All right. That is it. I can't wait for chapter three. I have no idea where this is going. And that is awesome to not know and be surprised. But who else is going to appear? We don't know. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Please take care of yourself. And until next time, we will see you again. Mm -hmm.